0: Our wounds, or the evidence of previous wounds, can say something about who we are as people. Our scars make us distinct, unique. Now, these could be physical scars, like the one I have on my shin from falling down metal bleachers in high school, or emotional scars, the ways in which I have clung to hurt and brokenness to protect myself like fingerprints, our wounds, physical and emotional, are distinguishing features. We all have them. We all do. No matter how put together other people might seem, they have pain too. And while I would never wish suffering upon someone, and nor do I think that suffering is required for a person to be a a good person or a good Christian, I do just think that suffering happens to everyone in some way at some time. From the earliest recorded stories of our God working in the world, it is very clear that God never intended for us to be immortal or unbreakable. From the Garden of Eden, to the Tower of Babel, to Abraham and Isaac, and of course, to Jacob, one of our more imperfect ancestors. I find the story of Jacob near the Jabbok River wrestling with a messenger from God to be both rich and perplexing. It is safe to say that Jacob was one person before this encounter, but an entirely different person after this encounter. This could be due to many things that transpired. His new name, Israel, the blessing he receives, seeing God, his hip injury that causes him to limp, the fact that he is on the brink of crossing a river into a new place, a new land. Everything in this story feels big, consequential, right on the cusp or precipice of something amazing. For whatever reason, Jacob's injury is something that's speaking loudest to me right now. The text suggests that Jacob wrestled with God and prevailed. He has seen the face of God and lived and for that he is blessed. Though there is something about Jacob limping away with a significant injury that colors his victory with pain, brokenness, and still a longing to understand. Jacob is clearly not supposed to be seen as a victor so strong and so mighty and so invincible that he could never possibly need God again. Jacob did not defeat God but encountered God and it left him wanting more and it made him different, both more broken and also braver. Bravery and brokenness come together so often that it is hard to tell which begets which. Are we brave because we have been broken and yet live? Are we broken because we live with courage, live with vulnerability? I'm not sure there's a way to untangle these questions, but there is no doubt that God can do a lot with our brokenness. Everyone finds themselves broken along the way. And what can happen in those spaces of brokenness can be amazing. Have you ever seen something that is more beautiful in pieces than as a whole? I'm thinking of mosaics, all right? They're small pieces broken at random from some sort of hole. Sometimes we don't even know what they used to be, whatever they once were, and rearranged to make something new and beautiful. Mosaics make art out of the visual concept of breaking apart. I think of the dinner table, and of course, at the Eucharistic table, tearing off a piece of bread and passing it to someone else. The Eucharist, the breaking of bread, we remember Christ's body broken for us and for the forgiveness of our sins. The most beautiful result of brokenness we can even fathom. And of course, we cannot share the bread unless it is broken. The more we break it, the more there is for everyone to have some we are a broken people unified into something beautiful when we receive the body of Christ. To me, God has made us just fragile enough to open ourselves up to miracles like these, to gather ourselves and the pieces of ourselves together after a loss, to let beautiful things blossom out of the cracks in our souls and our hearts, out of our pain to savor joy and to share what we have, to share ourselves with others and to be filled. How can we be filled when there is no capacity for filling? The last several weeks we have pondered quite a bit about prayer, often through some opaque parables Jesus offers his disciples. We heard one today in the parable of the unjust judge In the epistles, we also hear from the early church about how important it was that they continue to worship God no matter what, persecution or no. Persistence in prayer, persistence in turning to God, in living the gospel. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. Keep asking. I believe this persistence is born from a desire to be made whole. I believe our brokenness the empty and tender and hurting spaces in our lives make us long for God. Prayer is a way to express that longing. We long for God because we lack something. Jacob longed for God because his life had been marked by pain, deceit, and violence. Jacob will continue to long for God each time he takes a step and that old familiar pain in his side starts to ache. I don't know what makes each of you ache when you walk or take a step. But I hope that the ache for things to be better draws you closer to God and makes you wonder what comes next, makes you curious how this suffering will be transformed into something beautiful, something that couldn't exist without your brokenness. I'll close today by reading you a blessing by Dr. Kate Bowler. She's a professor at Duke Divinity School and is not only a well-respected church historian, but also a beautiful writer about the beauty and pain of being a human being. Most of her writing has stemmed from her experience becoming diagnosed with stage four cancer at age 35, out of the blue. And she writes about what it's like to face a completely different life to stand on the edge of something completely unknown, being forced to jump across to the other side of this river she didn't even know was there. She wrote this blessing for when we realize that everyone has pain. It says, blessed are you who have realized that life is hard and it's hard for everyone. Your awareness came at a cost. You lost something you can't get back. You are diagnosed with chronic pain or a degenerative disease. Your family fell apart and things have never been the same. Blessed are you who gave up the myth that the good life is one of happiness, success, perfection, the life that looks beautiful on Facebook but isn't real. You who realize it is okay to not be okay, to not have a shiny life because no one does. Blessed are you who see things clearly where where struggle is everyone's normal. You walk among the fellowship of the afflicted, a club no one wants to join. And while this life isn't shiny, it does come with superpowers. Superpowers of ever widening empathy and existential courage that get you back up after another fall and a deepened awe at the beauty and love that can be found amid life's rubble. Like flowers that grow from the cracks in the sidewalk, these virtues blossom in you and thank God for you. Blessed are all of us who struggle, for we are in good company and will never walk alone. Each of us are scarred and damaged by our pain. But perhaps from that pain can spring forth new life and blessings and courage and love. Most of all, perhaps the cracks and chips in our bodies and hearts can make us long for an encounter with God that will leave us different than it found us. May it be so name of god